Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. My name is Brad Caldwell. I'm a brand strategist, marketing consultant, and CEO of Spark Business Strategies. And today, we are talking about leading through sadness. 
I've only got a limited amount of time. So first I'll give a quick note. I am not talking today. I'm not talking today about um, depression or those deeper issues of mental health. That's not the subject today. I'm not a doctor. If you're struggling today and you need any real help, I encourage you, I pray, I implore you, call somebody, reach out to somebody, get help today. You are worthy and you are worth it. Uh, that said, we will dive right in. Two months ago, a client dropped me. I talked about it right here on Breakfast with Champions. A month ago, my two oldest sons got COVID. Talked about that right here on Breakfast with Champions. Two weeks ago, my wife hit a breaking point. Now, my wife is a strong woman, a phenomenal woman, a brilliant woman, passionate and deeply caring. And in her adult life, her only career has been a nurse. For all of that, she has been a critical care nurse for the last year and a half, a little more than. As many of you know, she has been a COVID critical care nurse, where the morbidity rate is somewhere around 98%. Believe what you will. Those are real numbers. My wife lives to tell that tale. And it got really, really hard, exponentially, critically, acutely, about two weeks ago. Last week, my aunt died. Um, she had had COVID and then was discharged and then had a medical episode and we lost her. And then over the weekend, I got a call that my 36-year-old client and friend who'd been battling COVID for two months lost his battle. He leaves behind four sons. If I'm leading today, coaching clients, developing branding and marketing strategies for people across the world, taking that call, meeting with my teams, creating content, writing, or anything else today, from the chairs, the CEO of two companies, from the position I have as a leader in other companies, and in the lives of the people who work and follow me, work for and follow me, then I'm leading through some sadness today, grief. And with sadness and grief comes exhaustion. I love to be positive in Breakfast with Champions. Nobody wants to be sad at breakfast, right? But sometimes we lead through sadness. Or maybe the sadness overwhelms and we stop leading. So how do we lead through sadness today? I have six keys that allow me to lead through sadness when I'm struggling. I want you to hear that clearly. These are six keys that help me. I do think these are more than anecdotal. I think they're applicable in your life, but it's your life. You will know them better than I will. You will know the best way to format and fit those things. And I want you to honor that. I want you to honor that you know you better than anyone else. And I want to honor the fact that you know your industry, your work, and your worth. And if you don't know it, this isn't a segment where I'm going to validate it, but man, I hope someone validates it for you today. Because who you are, the work you do, and the worth you bring to it matter. So six keys to allow me to lead when I'm struggling, leading through sadness. Number one, know the seasons and dress accordingly. When we know it's going to be cold, we wear a coat. When it's super hot and sunny out, I live down on the coast. I live right on the 
the coastline of the Atlantic Ocean in Wilmington, North Carolina. And when it's hot and sunny out, you can believe we're going to grab that SPS 50, SPF 50, and we're going to walk right out into, into all of Wilmington because we're prepared. And when the forecast says it's going to rain, we grab an umbrella. And for some of us, our sadness comes with seasons. We know that. We know that season. It's the anniversary of a thing. The beginning of November is the birthday of my best friend who we lost my senior year in high school. I know it. It's always been her birthday since she was born. We lost her in February. I know right before Valentine's Day, I'm going to feel it. I know it. And when you know it's going to rain, you bring an umbrella. And so for a lot of us, and of course, that's not true for everything, because some sadness is sudden. It's traumatic. It's things you can't be prepared for. But I do believe there's a measure of posture and preparation for life. Last week, we talked about being prepared to leap. And we said, if you assess and you build momentum and then you plant your feet, you're prepared to leap. I think if you assess the world around you and the life that you're currently living and you keep building momentum toward the things that you feel like you've been called to, led to, designed for, or most desperately want, and then you go to plant your feet, sometimes bad things happen. Things distract us along the process of going toward that opportunity we're going to leap from. And I think there's a measure of preparation we can all have. We can talk about that in a whole different segment, how to prepare for hard times. But for today, I would say know the seasons as best you can and dress accordingly. The second step, the second key, I believe, that allows me to lead through sadness is that I have to remind myself to step back, not step in. As leaders, typically, we lose when we overly narrow our focus. And that's not just in sadness. We get so granular that we micromanage tasks and we miss the whole of our responsibilities because we're so caught up in a detail or the minutia or that one thing in a leader. And I know this is true of me, maybe leader, it's not true of you. But I know when it's something I enjoy doing in the world of branding and marketing, I get real nitpicky with other people's work. I love to design. I am not a designer, but I love to design. And so when a design element pops up, I ask a thousand questions. I'm a good writer. I don't enjoy writing. So when a writer sends me something, I read it in as quickly as possible and green light it. And if you know anything about the world that I'm in, I usually nitpick a graphic design that is perfect. And I miss 10 mistakes on an article because I read through it too quickly. So if we can get caught up in the minutia and micromanage and lose ourselves in details that aren't places where we should be focusing, how much more do we do it when the detail is our life? In sadness, in grief, in hardship, in catastrophe, do not step into those things whenever possible. 
some of the most powerful movements in history happen when people step back from their own suffering and move within their leadership gifts. If there is a movement in American history that has the word rights at the end of it, it started with sadness and suffering. Women's, civil, all started by the people who were actually underneath the burden of the thing. And they didn't step away from the burden, but they stepped back so they could do something about it. They didn't just overcome it. They helped others walk through it. And if you were a leader today and there is a sadness and it has been building in my life, in my heart, in my house for weeks now, but I got a segment on Breakfast with Champions. And if you're listening on the podcast, it comes up every week at the same time for me. So I know it's coming. So I could either mope through 30 minutes, repeat something I've said multiple times before from my sadness and realize somebody else might be sad too. And no one's telling them they can step back. You can lead through sadness. You have gifts that, have, that are equipping you to walk through. So we know the seasons and we dress accordingly. We step back, but we do not step in. But there's also some grace here and you need to hear the third thing. You have permission to manage. For most of us, we know Management and leadership are not the same thing. But when I got the call that my friend was gone, you better believe I didn't call a strategy meeting about another client. You better believe that the things were in place at Spark so I could, for a very limited amount of time, put her in autopilot. I want to lead always and in all ways. I want to bear up the burdens. I want to see the problem solved. I want to get the wins for everyone involved. But sometimes, especially when we are down, we just need to hold the line. We need to keep the car between the lines. It's okay in the midst of grief and sadness to temporarily be a manager. It is not okay to abdicate leadership for management, but it's okay to take a minute. And the fourth thing, and I think this one's huge, huge for so many of us. If I can stereotype just a little bit, men, I'm talking to you. Stop faking your feelings. That helps nobody. That helps no one. And for so many of us, we fake our feelings either out of pride or fear, the fear of not being understood. We've been keeping our suffering from people. So when it bubbles over, we withdraw, we isolate. 
if you're leading people, teams, a community, or just today you're in charge of leading you, feel your feelings. Lead through your sadness by teaching those who follow you how to be hurting and still be leading. People need models of integrity today more than ever. More than ever, people need models of integrity. And they need to see real examples of leadership. And anybody can lead when the stars align. But when the rain falls, that's where the greatest leaders show up. I love a quote. I love all kinds of quotes. But I'm always a little put off when the great quote comes from someone I've never heard of. Because more often than not, the quotes that really stir me come from the context of the person giving them, and that person is almost always an overcomer. They felt their feelings and led people through them. And I think that's so powerful. Today, as we figure out how to lead through our own sadness. And the fifth thing, link arms whenever you can. We rarely experience sadness in complete isolation. Unless, of course, and I've done this too, we choose the isolation. Now, I know that's not true for everyone, but I do genuinely believe that everybody's got somebody they can call. especially in seasons of sadness. And I know this because when I've hurt and I speak up, I find allies. I do. Some of those allies are there for 20 minutes of my whole life. I don't remember their name. I remember the feeling. I remember the feeling of being heard. I remember the acknowledgement. I remember them being quiet for 20 minutes so I could let it out. What I don't remember is all the time someone said, yeah, I know, and walked on. And beyond the people who might just be intermittent in our lives when we express how we feel, they might link arms with us for just a moment. We also have our friends our friends who know us and know the context of our lives better than anyone else. So when that season of sadness pops up, they already get it all. When I say my wife to them, they know her name, they know her parents, they know her hobbies and her talents. When I talk about my child, one of my children, they know their names. Don't forget your friends when you're hurting. And in the corporate world, you have empathetic colleagues. You want to talk about team building. Team members who have experiences you don't know about. And when you share, they share. And you've built a connection you could never fake. And for a lot of us, the adage from scripture rings true. Now we quote this one wrong a lot, 
It is not a brother is born from adversity. That's not true. The scripture says a brother is born for adversity. So those seasons where you're hurting and where it's hardest and where you have a little challenge with your own get up and your own go, and you just want to text somebody and say, hey, what are you doing? A brother is born for adversity. Let your brothers be your brothers. Let your family reveal themselves. And that doesn't just happen at Thanksgiving. One of the joys of my work life is that I like the people I work with. I like the people who are coming along with me. There are people who work for me. There are people I work with. I'm kind of a snob about my clients. I'm just being candid with you. And I love that I get to love all my clients. I love that I can talk to that doctor, but I call him Chris. And I love that I can talk to that roofing company, but I call them, I call her Stephanie and, and Bill. It's a husband and wife duo. I love that. Because we've been born for adversity. And finally, learn the lessons. This one's so hard. Learn the lessons and adjust because it might rain again tomorrow. If you're trying to lead through sadness, learn the lessons in the present and adjust because it might rain tomorrow. This is likely the hardest step here. Learn the lesson leader because if not you, then no one. Learn, get through the storm and look back, but not on the pain, the process. Ask yourself these questions as you're coming through the storm. Did you prepare? Could you have prepared better, even for the unexpected? How could you do it? I had the right equipment. It just wasn't the best equipment. Upgrade, friend. I keep an eye on the forecast, but I'm not diligent to it. Get more diligent. Pay attention to the seasons. I knew people were struggling with things, but... I'm not quite as self-aware as I could be. Increase your own self-awareness because no one's gonna know you better than you. Did you prepare? Or did you step back and see a purpose or a passion? Did you see the inklings of the next great movement through your own season of sadness? Did you give yourself a break? How much time do we spend in sadness, shaming ourselves for rightly being sad? Did you give yourself a break? Were you genuine with your feelings? It's real easy to let love be genuine. It is really hard to let grief be genuine. It is exceedingly difficult in a world of influencers and positivity experts and people saying weird phrases like fake it till you make it and, and applying them on everything. 
but sometimes you don't put band-aids on broken arms. Have you been genuine with your feelings? As you come through the sadness, one, I pray you are coming through the sadness. And as you come through the sadness, who are the allies and empathizers that you discovered or reaffirmed? Those roles change. And I do love in my own pride and personal life, I love when I can promote a friend. I love when the relationship receipts come in and that guy is a better friend than I knew he was. That lady was not a casual friend on Clubhouse. She's an ally. That colleague is so much more than I knew they were. Who are your allies and those who empathize with you? Did you discover new ones or reaffirm existing ones? And lastly, all leaders are learners, even in sadness. Did you learn? Because if you learned, I guarantee you led. If you're like me, you're in a weighty season today. It's hard. As a husband, it's hard when your wife's upset. As a father, it's hard when your kids don't feel good. As a business owner, it is hard when you lose a client. And it is hard when clients go through hardships themselves. It is hard to lose a friend. For me in this moment, especially in passing, not just in the breakup of a relationship. If you're in a weighty season today, here's what I wish for you. I wish you moments of levity and laughter. I laughed last night. I did. Multiple times. At a baseball game, on a telephone call, I laughed. It was fun. It was nice. I wish for you a really good umbrella in the rain. Whatever that looks like for you. And I wish a ceasing to your sadness. I hope it ends. And that said, I wish you guys a very, very good day. I'm going to pause for a second because I love allowing a transition for the podcast. And then I'll open the mic with the last three minutes. If you feel like sharing anything, you dive right in, friends. Brad, this is fire, man. This is Ramon. It was just absolutely wonderful and inspiring to give us permission that we can, that it's okay to keep the car in the middle of the road and not, you know, like, go all out like we normally would, especially in bad times, but at least we just manage, like they say, remember to always fly the plane. Brad, gems, and thank you, my brother. Thank you, Ramon. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, Brad, this is Susie. Hey, Susie. You've been that for me, for others, and today I literally plan my schedule around hearing your wisdom. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you for the permission. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your friendship. Susie, you, my dear, are a fantastic friend. I appreciate you. Any Anybody else? We've got a couple. Yeah, minutes. Brother Brad. Yeah. Marcus Ellis down here. How are you doing, brother? Marcus. Hey, buddy. Man, I, I can't tell you. I, w- I was in a meeting. I got out of a meeting. I popped in here because I knew you were in here. And uh, you'll resonate with this. Like the Jerry Douglas says, song says, you know, took a while to get here, but I'm right on time. Man. 
my pops died a couple of weeks ago. He had had a stroke in March and it's just been a long, slow thing. A lot of you guys know this, but, um, I'm still struggling going through that. And, but I, I still have to keep all the, the plates in the air. You know what I mean? And I have a lot of people like you guys following me on social media, listening to things I say and wondering how I'm going to react in this situation. And it's been very difficult and I have been stepping into it. So number two resonated with me the most that maybe I need to take a step back, deal with my grief that I haven't dealt with. I haven't even grieved yet and I don't know how to, um, but you know, this was very poignant for me uh, just to be able to pop in and hear my brother just laying down some more gems to help me along the way. Uh, so I was brought in here for a reason. And I thank you very much for that. I love you very much. Thanks for being my friend. My name is Marcus Ellis with a microphone in his hand. I'm done for speaking now. Peace. Thank you, Marcus. I appreciate you, brother. Maybe you got time for one more, guys. Hop on in. Hey, Brad, it's Pitter. How are you? Hey, friend. Oh, my gosh. I, I totally resonated with everything you said. I needed to hear you this morning. Like, just I think everybody needed you. To, needed to hear you. My former husband passed away, as many of you know, and it's coming up on a year. And I felt, you know, but you, what you and I were talking about on the bus going to Amelia's, it starts to hit you and you don't know how to feel or how to navigate, you know, sometimes. So I feel that. And so in, within that leadership in the past year, talking about being a leader, I began to start a, I'm beginning to start a Facebook community group on grieving and loss. However, um, the name of it is going to be more of a thrive on how to teach people to thrive through it and thrive forward. So taking that into um, into context, what you were just saying, that's what I'm doing is taking the sadness and turning it into a joy, into a, into something good. So if anybody wants to talk to me about it, feel free to back tell me. But Brad, I needed to hear you this morning, brother. You are amazing. I'm Pitter. Thank you. Have an amazing day. Oh, Pitter, I appreciate you, friend. You are just a, a ball of energy and light everywhere you go. I, I deeply appreciate you. Guys, it's... Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.